dialed in to Box and Brews, you might hear something you can use. Like tips on your cash or tips on the suds. You're going to want to use the smarts of these stuff. Because they know the brews. And they know the box. And they know they can't help the stubborn fucks. So listen up, because shit's not funny. And save yourself some beer money. Bucks. And brews. Bucks and brews. And brews. Bucks and brews. Welcome back to Bucks and Brews. Um, so, Nick, it's yeah. been a week. We're getting better at this again. Nailed it. We, That's the first. We did. So, as I, I tweeted and Facebooked out, we are not live this week. Uh, no, no Twitch for us. Oh, Because we're, uh, we're at 40 Acres in Grand Rapids. We are. Let's see. They were nice enough for us to come in and, and set our crap up here and do our little thing. Yeah. I say we, we, as the people we are, brought in an entire... Um, of, of our product merch is say everything, literally everything that we, we have we brought. So we did. Uh, we took up half a table. Just nothing stuff. nothing wrong with that. I mean, you know, if anybody swings by, we gotta give them yeah. something. We already gave a sticker. I say we have. Yeah, I say. Um, oh. And a t-shirt, right? So bottle opener for if you like. Oh, appreciate it. Oh. Can never have too many of these. Now, David. Um, yes, sir. What are you drinking? So I am drinking. Just another day IPA from Black Culver, which I got to tell you, you know, if you've listened to an episode, you know I'm not the IPA guy. That is not my my jam. To what? This is fun to me. I'm counting how many times you mess this up. Mess what up? It's not an IPA. It's, it's not, not an IPL. IPL. Sorry, it's an IPL. Okay, so two and a half. Okay. <laughs> so. As my wife corrects me in the background, that right? They probably See. can't hear. That's why. I, uh, so and that's that's great because I'm, I'm actually drinking a, a black holder just another day IPL um, Indian Pale Lager event, right? Correct. And yeah. The fun thing about tonight's episode is the person that has brewed this beer is joining us at Forty Acres Soul yes. Kitchen and Cognac Bar, which I've had my we, we know the stories of me with Cognac, so uh, I haven't touched a bottle of Hennessy in seven years. Yeah, we don't want Nick running around naked. <laughs> So, Damn, you got naked on the Hennessy like that? Uh, <laughs> so, that's my biggest bar tab night. We found out we were having a kid, and so I celebrated at the bowling alley. It was $720. Wow. I drank, we, we drank the bowling alley out of Hennessy, went to the car, I chugged Hennessy out of somebody's car, of course. Uh, it, was, it was a great night for me. Um, I was drinking with some Puerto Rican friends of mine that were bowling team mates, and... Um, one of them no longer has touched a drink in that entire period now. Oh, um, I still drink like a fish. I just, like, if somebody offered me how to say I'd do it, but, like, I just don't do it anymore because, yeah, now, like, hard pass. So, David, introduce our guest. Yes, sir. So, uh, a few weeks ago, my wife attended a celebration at Stark Garden, and she ran into a Nice young man. We're going to say young because I'm an old fuck. You are old shit. I'm old shit. Um, named Terry Rostick, who is, he, he made his own brewery yep. named Black Calder Brewing yep. here in Grand Rapids. First black owned. Um, it's the first black owned brewery mm-hmm. in, in Michigan. Correct. Um, and we are so excited to have you on. Uh, welcome, Terry. Hey, welcome. Thanks for having me on. Cheers. Cheers, Terry. Terry, yeah. what are you drinking? I'm drinking uh, Just Another Day, our IPL. 
It's a hard L too. So. Hard L. <laughs> now this one's a fun beer to make. We put um, citra hops in it and amarillo hops, and then we finished it with a nice lager yeast. So uh, very smooth, five percent, really crushable. Uh, you know, something nice after all those heavy stouts I like to drink and make. So I, I will tell you, Nick. Mm-hmm. Halfway through. Yeah, it's kind of grown on me. Well, you can do that. I'm telling you. So with with any let's call it an IPL or IPA just generics, right? Right. The more hoppy, the stronger, yep. the, the dense you get, right? Like if you can take the, the the worst of the worst in your opinion, right? Everything else after that actually that has flavor, it has taste, and you start growing. You know, it's just like with dark beers. I mean, most people don't like dark beers in the beginning. You got to go with that, like spoon fed and then like what will help me which is the weirdest thing like right all of a sudden i start burping at the end of it i was like god that tastes great like holy <laughs> shit those flavors are coming out of this thing and uh, yeah, so like i wasn't an ipa fan for a long period of time and then i was on a i got stuck on a sailboat and the only thing that was there was founders all day and i was like oh, i can either not drink or i can drink it just happens and so you know, I drank all day, literally all day, on a sailboat, <laughs> and, uh, you know, and, and I started to grow it, and like, I, I like beers, I like the flavors, I like the profiles, I like things that come with it, so, um, you know, to me, yeah, like, I didn't think you'd like it, really, because I know that I don't really like in any way, yeah, thank you, thank you. It's a gateway beer, right? I always tell people, like, if you don't like IPAs, you like lagers, this is a perfect mix of both, right? So you get a little hoppiness in the beginning, but it tapers right out, right? And I think with IPAs, the hoppiness just stays a little longer, where this one gets smoother quicker, so, yeah. When, when, when I look at my favorite beers, like Porter is number one for me, but you guys have a Porter, which is out here. But I keep getting told about this caramel stout that you have. I gotta hear about this because that's also sold out. Yeah. So we made a caramel cake stout and it was called the Bougie. So we did a Bougie series, right? We did a Bougie s'more. And when I came up with that name, it was really after my little sister who was just fucking extra all the time. So I call her Bougie. And we had this campfire, and uh, she comes back with these chocolate graham crackers. And I was like, okay, that's bougie. And then it was like a Reese peanut butter cup. I was like, that's super bougie. And like these specialty uh, vanilla marshmallows. I was like, all right, that's just fucking bougie out of this world. So I made a beer out of it, and we called it the Bougie Stout, and it sold out in four minutes. Yeah. Um, and so then I started the Bougie Stout series, and so we did um, sweet potato pie. Uh, I put my I grandma's sweet that. potato pie in there. Yeah. 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 No. Yeah. It was fun because I actually put my grandma on the cover. Okay. And my, so my grandma's a church lady, right? So oh, like, yeah. my grandfather was a pastor. He passed away, but you know, first lady of the church. And I literally put her on a beer cover. Um, in basketball shoes of all things, doing like uh, the step over of Iverson over Tyrone Lou, and but we put Patty LaBelle on the cover too, and so it, it was just really fun. I was like, all right, I gotta hurry up and sell this out before we get sued by Patty LaBelle, and my grandma whoops my ass. So you know, I was really happy when that one sold out. I'll probably never use that label again, but I might make the beer again. Oh, that's did yeah. grandma see the beer? She did. And she what saw did she say it. About the label? She yelled at me. <laughs> 
And then my uncle tells me she called all her friends and was like, oh, look at the label that Terry put. And she was so proud, but she couldn't tell me. Right, she understood. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Yeah, don't do it twice. Yeah, yeah, basically, like, don't do it. That's Yeah, there it is. Yeah. Now, all right, so we're, we're at 40 Acres. Yeah. We're not at your brew house. Correct. So tell me a little bit about your business itself. Sure. Um, I said, you want to start from the beginning or if you yeah. start kind of where you are and how, you, how you're doing your business? Yeah, we can do either one. I mean, if you want to start from the beginning, from the beginning. you know. So it was a complete shit show. No, all right, I'll tell you the beginning of the beginning. Yeah, right? Yeah. You know, I, I call it market research now that I do this for a living. So as I was doing market research one day, um, drinking some beer, you know, I started thinking, I started going to different breweries and like, you know, I love breweries. I love how people get together, how it can change community. And I was like, you know, we don't have any spaces like this that has a lot of inclusion. And you know, what I've always noticed when I went to breweries that I don't, no one in there treated me different because I was different. You know, it was just like, you got there, you liked beer, you were one of them. Like, you know, we were all the same kind of family, right? We were just beer drinkers, right? No matter how long your beard was, how terrible your beard is, all of that shit, right? You're just a beer drinker. And I think what breweries didn't do was they weren't intentionally being inclusive, right? And you know, what I learned, if you're not intentionally inclusive, you will unintentionally be exclusive. And you know, and so there became this atmosphere that breweries weren't welcome to all, right? Because you went in there and you didn't see anybody, but will look like you two fellas, right? With these gigantic ass beards, you know, you, you guys are kind of intimidating until like I actually have seen you talk for the first second. I was like, all right, these guys are cool. I might not have to fight one of them. Um, <laughs> it's surprised. It's funny because like, we know each other. And, and I love it. Tangent. So, Nick, you posted something the other day that you made some different takeout orders. I did. Drunk Nick made takeout orders. And you told them your name was Juan. Juan Jose. And how many people would not, like all of them, (laughs) would not just deliver to Nick? Yeah. Because they were afraid that. Well, and it was it wasn't even that. So my 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 niece my niece uh, wanted chicken. Yeah. We have we have the chicken and hot dog place down the road. Kids, the other kids wanted pizza. It was Emerson, it must have been Emerson's birthday, my daughter. And then we got Chinese because people wanted egg rolls and shit. And so I went to three different places and I call up because so I was like, I'm gonna order, pick them up as I know that they're gonna get done because everybody knows Chinese food takes like two minutes. Right. Chicken's gonna take eight minutes and my pizza's gonna be hot and ready. Yeah. And and so I call up and I was like, hey, you know, I want to pick this up. Oh, this is for one Jose. And uh, I get to the I get to the restaurant and like I get to the Chinese place. So I'm thinking it should be done, right? And they're like, oh, yeah, it'll be a couple minutes. And they hadn't even started picking up food, right? <laughs> and I was like, come on, man. I'm like, right. Why are you gonna be like that? Went to the chicken place and I was like, all right, here to pick up like the eight piece that I ordered for one, you know, seven year old that didn't even eat a single piece of chicken. <laughs> uh, right? And I was like, they're like, oh, what's the what's the name? And I was like, oh, I'll pick up for one. Like, what? And I was like, yeah, pick up for one Jose. And they're like, 
Oh, okay, yeah, um, yep, that'll be just a second. I was like, you told me eight minutes. I waited 12 minutes back at this place. Right. They fucked up. Like, yeah, yeah. I was my food not ready. Like, I get it if you want to get me hot and ready, but, like, come on. And, and so I was just, I was real pissed about it. And, uh, yeah, because, I don't know. If I would have called him as Nick fucking Watkins, I would have been like, oh, yeah, cool, here. Yeah, I'll be ready in 10 minutes. Yeah. Pick it up. My pizza would have been cold, like, six hours ago. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> That's crazy. So, so, we're done with our tangent now. Yeah, right. sorry. Love then, it. So you're drinking beers. Drinking yeah. beers. Didn't see a lot of inclusion. Yeah. And I started making beer, you know. I had bought a Mr. Beer Kit, and yeah. I was like, that's you know, right. that's it, man. Mr. Beer Kit. And I fucked it up. It was terrible. Oh, yeah, I, I know. I even fucked up a Mr. Beer Kit, believe it the or not. The thing is, I have a Mr. Beer Kit, but I still haven't touched. It's sitting in my Granville house, which tells you how old this fucking thing is. <laughs> Um, like 10 years. Still setting up. The, and I, I walk past it every time. I'm like, oh. Yeah. Yeah. So we talk a little bit real quick before this. And I make wine. And uh, I started making wine because I felt I knew accomplished in life. Yeah. And I was like, I got to finish something. And wine. I was like, I bought it for my wife. It's been sitting for like two years. I go to the place. I was like, hey, I get a, a yeast packet. And they're like, this is the only thing fresh that you're going to need. No. Yep. And we just do it. So I felt accomplished. But like, yeah. Yeah. It just get to that point where you have to yeah. do so. It's a good feeling when it's drinkable. Um, my, my yeah. Was. yeah, you know, mine wasn't. And then, you know, I started rushing the process. I wanted to make barrel-aged beer. And I just thought you just put a fucking shot of whiskey in it once you were doing it. So, oh, uh, shit. oh it was terrible, oh, right? I'm like, you know, I'm like, whatever. Just put some whiskey in it and I'll get the barrel notes. <laughs> so let's say I had some growing pains. And then I had some friends who owned some breweries that were not really owned them. They just worked in them. And I was like, yo, can I tag along? And then I found out that brewing was just really a bunch of fucking cleaning and sitting around, right? You boil something. I mean, it's very simple, right? If you think about the process, you boil water, you throw shit in it, you let it sit for a while, you drain it into something else, it goes, spins around, and all. I mean, it's really not rocket science at the end of the day. But the cleaning and the science behind it, you know, that's where, you know, you can really mess up beer if you're not very clean and sanitary and hose hookups and just infection. So really just kind of tagging along, cleaning up, you know, bottling, helping when I can and canning. And I was like, you know, I want to do this. Like, I think I can. You know, I saw the gist of it and just went for it. And so in 2017, my business partner and I, uh, Jamal, I never knew this guy. Uh, we were actually both working different jobs. He was working at the Small Business Development Council, SBDC. I was working at uh, Rockford Construction, and we were at Grand Valley. I remember it like it was yesterday. There was a bunch of uh, minority contractors, and my job at Rockford at the time was to try to help minority contractors get into big construction companies and work, right? And so I was there just trying to support the small guy, right? It was women, veteran-owned, um, minority-owned companies, right? And so, and he was there helping with business plans. And just out of the blue, I look over at this guy, I heard him talking about business plans. I was like, yo, I want to start a brewery. And this is all going in my head. I'm like, okay, I want to start this brewery. I got my MBA. I fucking hate writing business plans. And like, I had to do it for a class. I did it. I was like, I don't want to write this business plan. How can I get out of it? And so I literally went up to this guy, Jamal, never knew him. I say, yo, you want to start a brewery together? And he, that is literally how we met. The first thing I ever said to him. First thing? Yeah. And, oh, he, yeah. and he looks at me. You know, I'm like, shit, now I got to fight this guy. And he was like, why'd you ask me that, man? And I was just like, uh, I was like, I don't know, man. I just felt like I should ask you. And he was like, because I had been wanting to. And then we had a couple conversations. We had a beer together, and we went on this journey together. And ever since then, we've been trying to figure it out. And so uh, we entered the Start Gardens 100 Ideas, 
back in the first inaugural time they did it, and um, we won. You know, to everybody's surprise, yeah, you know, we won. We won 20 grand to try to help her get our brand off the ground. You know, we came up with this name, Kings Brewing Company. We're like, oh, this is great. You know, Kings Brewing Company and blah blah blah. Freaking Windstar Garden. We get it. Um, you know, we got it registered in Michigan and all of this stuff. And um, freaking crazy. The next day we went to Star Garden. Everybody's excited. We're in the news. It was like Michigan's uh, newest brewery striving for inclusion and all this. And before I go to there, though, the way we won Star Garden, we literally had a table. We had a few beers that we made that we got bottled by a friend of ours who was working in a brewery. You know, we helped with this recipe, so he bottled them for her. I'll never say what the brewery was. Um, and we made a glitter beer. Oh, yeah. And, you know, this is a time where people just wanted to shit glitter. And so, like, they saw glitter beers and went nuts. Yeah. And so we made a glitter beer. I remember pouring it in a glass and spinning it around with my iPhone light. And people were like, whoa, did you see the guys with the glitter beer? <laughs> and we are like, yeah, keep sending people our way. Um, well, we never registered to pour alcohol at the venue. And, like, we're in the middle. Yeah, right. We're in the middle of this fucking event. And this guy from Monroe 20 or 20 Monroe, whatever the hell it is. I'm a little dyslexic, so it's either one given the day I'm looking at the sign. And he comes up, he was like, he just screams at Jamal. Stop pouring right now! Like, I swear you can hear a pin drop. Everybody's, like, silent. And I'm looking at this guy like... Shit, I'm gonna have to fight this guy. If you don't know, I, I feel like I have to fight everybody. Um, and Jamal's like, he was like, you don't pour another drop and blah, blah, blah. So they made us put all the beer away. Like, and literally, we were at this for like an hour. Yeah, basically. Yes. All the beers away. And I'm like, can we at least have the glitter beer out so I can show people? As long as you're not serving it. Like, alright. So, like, I'm just spinning glitter beer all night talking about, yeah, we do make cool beer. And uh, anyway, I think people saw our potential, and so we won. And then the next day, we're in this headline for the Grand Rapids Business Journal, and they're like, you know, Kings Brewing, this, that, and the third. And the people from California, Kings Brewing in California, reach out. Like, right away. But no, they were really cool, right? And so the problem was, they reached out to us through the news. Right, they reached out to us through their Grand Rapids Business Journal. They're like, "Hey, do you know these guys? We'd like to talk to them. We got the name Kings, blah blah blah." And so this reporter he connects with us, and I talk to the guy, and I'm just like, "Hey, man, you know, my bad." He was like, "Yeah, you guys can keep the name if you want, but no, we're established in California. No, if you're never coming to California, you know, you're not looking for a large dish. If you're just trying to stay local neighborhood, they're just really cool about it." And I was like, "You know what, man? You know, we got bigger ambitions. Like, we'll change the name." Just give us some time. He was like, cool, man. Take all the time you need. The next fucking day, or not the next day, but like the next week, there's a headline in the Grand Rapids Business Journal. King's class over trademark. And I'm like, no. Like, not at all. And so, yeah, well, yeah, right? And so they like, they're trying to make this big story about how we had to change the name. And it was really, it was pretty cool and copacetic until the story came out. So then it's like, all right, what are we going to do? You know, we're panicking at this point. We just won this money, and it's like, we hired this PR guy. Like, what do we do? And he's like, let's have a brewery naming contest. And I'm like, I could probably get down with that, you know, let it be a community thing. And so we go through this shit, and it's terrible. The names that people pick for breweries were fucking awful. 
Like, can you share some names? You know what? Some of them I can't even remember, but I just remember. Like, if I, if I could find this later on, I might have to send them to you for another show. Because they were just pure comedy gold. I mean, they were just shit. Like, like yeah, yeah, you know, like African Man Brewery. It's like, I, like you know, I'm American, but okay. But it's like, you know, it's like all kind of shit that just came out of nowhere. And um, we settled on Boston Square Brewing Company. Because we were looking to go into the neighborhood of Boston Square. You know, from that area, you know, I used to shop in there. My grandparents lived there. It's where I really remember my childhood at being pretty cool before we moved out to the suburbs at, um, you know, like middle school age. And so, Boston Square, right? You know, and it was cool. We're going to go with that. And then we get a cease and desist for Boston Square. Now, that shit was crazy because it came from a very large... um, liquor brand um a liquor brand that owns buffalo trace peppy van winkle zazarak they actually made the zazarak up there so they out of all the people they reach out to us and they're like can't have that name and we're like it interferes with one of our liquors we're like what fucking liquor mr boston i was like boston square mr boston not the same so we actually tried to fight them a little bit you know sending lawyer thing drained all of our start gun money for the most part right like so we spent all this money and we literally and they're like at the end they're like you know what you can keep the name but you always have boston and square together you have to say we own the name boston you have to say um grand rapids in your thing somewhere and you can never do cider you can never do liquor blah 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 you have to just do beer and at that point you know we were just like you know what we got bigger ambitions so we went silent like we went silent for like you remember that no, time or no? So it's, kind of, yeah. it's not funny. It sucks because they had mentioned, hey, this is the first black brewery. And I was yeah. like, it was 2022. Like, no, I've heard about this a long time ago. <laughs> <laughs> and my naive stuff, I was like, I could have sworn it was like a brand or something. Or something. Was, I was like, dude, I'm telling you, like, this isn't yeah. a black brewery. Like, this is bad. Yeah. Come to find out, to you, it's up to you, but you, yeah. so congrats, I was wrong. Yeah. They were right for the first time ever, but this has been a long-ass time. That's funny. Yeah, so We did, you know, it was like, you know, it's like let's just gather ourselves, let's not make any noise, let's get the right name, let's get it trademarked all the way so we have no issues, right? Third time's a term. So we went silent, we came up with uh, Black Calder together, which was, you know, I mean, we probably kicked around thousands of names, right? And, you know, we tried to have something with meaning. We tried to have something that, you know, had a play on words. I mean, we had all these things. And, you know, we looked at Grand Rapids used to be Calder City, Furniture City and all that. And we're like, all right, well, you know, can we use the name Calder? And then it was like, Jamal's like, all right, well, if we use Calder, or he was like, let's use Calder. I was like, well, all right, if we use Calder, let's go Black Calder. And he's like... I think I like that. And this is the first time we agreed on the name in a long time. He would say some shit, and I'd be like, nope. He'd, I'd say something that was dope, and he'd be like, nope. And I'd be like, you're just fucking stupid. <laughs> um, and so Black Caller came out. We got it trademarked. That took, like, six months. I mean, that's a long process, right? And so it's not just, you know, I have to go through all these things, and, you know, people get a chance to contest it. You know, like, the worst part of this is, like, that last 20 days, right? You know, it's like, shit, if someone comes out to woodwork, we almost got to start over like two months worth of like making sure and this and that and going back and extra lawyer money. 
But we even got that through, and that was a great day, right? And so even then we sat for a little bit longer. We're like, okay, let's get our logo right, you know. So we found our logo, you know. We reached out to this lady. Um, she did a hell of a job, right? That's it. You're trademarked and everything. Yeah. You want to describe it, I guess? Yeah. 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 Yep. So this is an African beer goddess, you know. So from the Zulu Nation, and her name was uh, Bama Wama Warsaw, and she was the goddess over beer, fertility, and rainbows. I was like, everybody's kind of woman, right? <laughs> <laughs> and so uh, you know we're like yo that's really hot and our designer actually came up with I mean we hate we gave her a lot of leeway you know we were looking at lions we we're looking at skulls we we're like yo a goddess would be cool if you can pull it off you know I'm thinking of something like uh, founders mosaic promise right like it's some god like coming down like you know that's a great photo great picture you know so I'm thinking like that and she came back with this and it had the hop hair and everything and I was just like Holy shit. Yeah. That's it. It's a hop. And then you got looks like an earring maybe of, of some hops and then some. Mm -hmm. Yeah, barley, grain, all of that. I mean, you have it all. So. And, uh, it's just, it's actually, it's a really awesome design. Yeah. I'm, I'm not going to get the shirt from you. Oh. Granted, I don't think you guys go to big boy sizes. We can. We can do anything you need. Can, man. So, um, and then, you know, I like. I like the fact that it, it, it looks like a beer cap, I guess, because it's round. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We put it in a circle and all that, and yeah. Um, it's, it's a really awesome design. I'm glad that you're not taking credit for it. And yeah. Somebody else designed it for you, because yeah. we, we give our credit. So every, it's funny, because yeah. you came in here and said that we, we did all this and did big. And yeah, yeah. We're like, dude, we got, we got a designer, so... We had a designer who was just like, hey, I'll make you guys a logo. And we're like, hell yeah. Yeah, do a little bit of baggage. Yeah. A little bit of baggage. And then we're like, hey, can we do pots and tinnies? Yeah. And we're going to do paces and cervezas. You need to get a hold of Jack Razor there to work on that. Otherwise, we're going to be shut out of the And then we have a theme song for our podcast. We do have a theme song. Oh, nice. I don't even have one of those yet. Our listeners and everything is just gifts, right? Yeah. Building those relationships in that community aspect of things you talk about. Yeah. So, and I, I think for our listeners that are not from Michigan, specifically Grand Rapids, I'm mostly Calder stuff in Chicago, I think, and, you know, Calder was like a huge sculpture. Oh, yeah. Um, I'm not an art person, I think art's a stupid stuff in the world, but it's out there for people, and yeah. you know, they give a shit, and some of them are judge. Um, and me, that's all stuff I am. But, uh, I say, you know, uh, but, you know, we have a Calder Plaza here, which is a big thing, right? Yeah. Um, and so I, I think that you guys honestly hit that um, really well with the name. Like, thank you, thank you. I wouldn't, if you said black color, I wouldn't say beer, right? Right. But I would sit here and say, hey, all right, this is something to do with your app. It's like, now you got my interest, right? Yeah. And, and you know, I mean, we talk about it, like Harmony Hall founders, Mitten, stuff like Mitten, Michigan aspect. Yeah. Like, really, I, say, I like, I like yeah. the homeliness of it. And it has potential to go out. It does. That is. We want to get national, you know, get big. You know, I think when we were Boston Square, what I kept running into when we still were using the name correctly before we got stopped, people were like, uh, I would go to this beer festival in Pittsburgh, and I remember people, they remember, oh, yeah, that's the cat from Boston. And like, not really. Grand Rapids, Boston Square, and you know, I had to go through that. But this, I don't. You know, they don't really know. And then, you know, you tell the story. 
um, in like uh, dog ear marketing. You know, Caitlin Berkshire, she was the one who came up with this. Like, it, she was, she was dope. I mean, I I couldn't say anything better about her. Like, she did great work, and um, she gave us everything we asked for and more. And I remember when I showed this to uh, owner of a very large brewery. I won't say any names, but I remember they looked at that and they said, nobody will ever pick that up off a shelf. You know, because this is like one of the first times you've probably ever seen a black woman as a brewery logo. Like, you know, I, I get, you know, I get real squirrely about saying we're the first to ever do that because I'm sure somebody in their basement, you know, especially when we came out as first black owned brewery, so I saw the people come out to Woodworks like, actually, 2007, I actually brewed a Wit L in my basement and I almost bottled it. So I was like, okay. Congrats, bro. Yeah. All right. Let's do a collab one day, and then I never return their call. Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah, we, we get that a lot with uh, Breakthrough Therapy. We get messages weekly. Yeah. Are you sure you're the first in West Michigan? Yeah. yeah. The fucker, we're the first. <laughs> I mean, honestly, like, my parents fucking beat me to it, right? They threw a mission to each other. So, yeah, but it wasn't, yeah. it wasn't a business. It yeah. wasn't. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know how much money my fucking parents paid off of each other? You hear that, Morris? Probably. It was a huge business. Um, <laughs> so... so if you're starting a brewery, that's great. Yeah. But starting a brewery in Grand Rapids is a little bit different. I mean, we have so many breweries here. We're known as Beer City USA. Yes, sir. That has to be like one of the hardest things to actually carve out any kind of niche. You know, it's interesting you say that, yeah, because we have so many different types of breweries here. I think there's like 80 within West Michigan and outer West Michigan. Um, but what we don't have are breweries that are striving for extra inclusion or anybody who looked like us. So for me, I was like, there's an opportunity in that space because beer is for everybody, yeah. right? And beer brings community and people together from all over the place, especially if the atmosphere is right and the atmosphere is different. And that's what I wanted to go for, right? Like in our brewery, you know, we don't plan on playing ACDC and all that shit all day. You know, I, I like that I stuff. You know, I, you know, you know, it's like, you know, we want to do true hip-hop. You know, we want to do things that other breweries don't feel like they can do because of who they are, right? You know, either they feel guilty or they feel like they're appropriating a culture. And for us, it's like, yo, we want our culture to shine. But we also want it to be an inclusive spot for everybody to come through. And so that was a niche that nobody could necessarily pull off. Um, except us and I'm like okay there's value in that and when we launched our first beer in 2020 you know I guess I skipped ahead a lot but we ran into all kind of problems between you know getting buildings that's been a shit show nightmare you know this is West Michigan right everything's bought up owned up you know people are sitting on buildings hoping that some big millionaire comes and says we want your building and they give you 20 times what you paid for it you know and they're not paying a lot of taxes on it so they can sit on it so what? I have it. I want to. You know. Yeah. Yeah. No shit. Yeah. You, yeah. Yeah. But they're out there, right? And you've seen this happen with uh, Eastern Kills. You know, Spectrum came in and what? Just bought their building for a crazy amount. Uh, Eastern Kills, the distillery. And now they're down here in a beautiful spot and wealthy, you know, that they would have never done any other time. But, they, you know, they got great. And they make great stuff. But right place, right time. Yeah. And if you look at if you look at all the stuff out there, Six, we talk about the Amazon, yeah. right? Like there was people that kept buying, 
lots from other people just to keep re do you know reinvesting in Amazon. They knew Amazon was gonna buy. Just like I tell everybody, it was like once you hear a Tesla's coming in, yeah. you have every fucking piece of property that's coming around. Yeah. Yeah. Because you know they're just gonna pay you a shit for it. Well yeah. I mean we've had breweries recently that closed. So well, who's the one in town here? Close. Kind of. Harmony Hall is going to be closing. Yeah, they're closing. Somebody closed last week. He's probably talking about Elk. Like six months elk, ago. Elk Brewing. Elk Brewing. Yeah. That's yeah. So it's tough. I mean, it's super tough. The real estate market's tough. You know, the capital investment to get a brewery up and going is, you know, two, two million plus, depending on what size system you're looking for and the rehab of a building. And our whole thing is we want to try to be into the neighborhood of Southeast Grand Rapids, right? Yeah, we, yeah, we do. We want to be in there. I've always had an affinity for the neighborhood. Yeah, right. A lot of people don't. But, you know, I think there's opportunity there, but I think people are noticing that, so the land's cheaper. And it's just like downtown. At one point, nobody wanted to be downtown. Somebody started buying it up, you get one staple in there, and then it's all good. Well, they're doing that in our neighborhoods, you know, southeast Grand Rapids. And what we wanted to do was go in there and try to protect some of the gentrification and some of the things that are just going on at this point, right? And so that there's still ownership of people from the neighborhood. There's things for people in the neighborhood. You know, once as I love wealthy... You know, Wealthy has a lot of yoga shops and kombucha shops and shit that people who lived around here would never go to, yeah. right? And, you know, I'd love to have this conversation if you're open to it. I know it's not about your business, but, you know, one of the big things, so I'm, I'm a real estate investor. Yeah. Um, and one of the big things is, is people are like, oh, man, I, I should have bought all of Wealthy. And I tell people all the time, like, if you bought Wealthy, Wealthy wouldn't be what it is, right? right. Like, it took... The yoga shops. It took the Cambridge people. It took yep. all of this hipster stuff to come in to make a change. And it wasn't like because if my dumbass came into here, right, I wouldn't be doing the same level. I know my business, right? Right. My business isn't. Hey, let's. Granted, my newest property is absolutely beautiful. Pat myself on the back for that. But like back then, I would have never done that, right? Right. I told everybody, I was like, oh, I had the opportunity to rent donkeys right there. Yeah. And then I had the opportunity to buy the house right behind it for seven thousand bucks. I, I did it by because I needed too much work at the time. Granted, it didn't. Now, that, like, for me at the time, it did, right? Looking yeah. at it now, holy shit, like, yeah. but if I would have bought that, this area wouldn't be what it was, right? Sure. Like, yeah. I mean, it's, and so you have to look at that, and then the way you're talking is, yeah, I mean, the, the people that are in this area aren't the business owners in this area, mm-hmm. and that's true, but if you start watching the tenants that come into this area, mm-hmm. they're becoming the area, right? And so, uh, I don't know, to me, I can't say it's I can't say it's good or bad. Yeah. Right? Like, well, it depends on what side of the coin you're on. So if you lived in wealthy for your whole life and your family did, and now all of a sudden, you know your taxes are higher. Five thousand dollars. You know, and people they're buying everything around you, and either putting businesses or now they're renting them out for, and now you don't have cohesive neighbors anymore, right? You know, my grandma's going through that on the southeast side of Grand Rapids. Like you know that side went down a lot in the neighborhood that she was in, but growing up. They were all homeowners there, like, you know, and as those folks started dying off and their families started moving out to the suburbs because that's where the better opportunities and chances were. GM plants and factories, they weren't in Grand Rapids. They were out in Wyoming. They are out in Kentwood. And so we lost a lot of young folks in that neighborhood that went out further. And so when the old folks passed away, you know, no one wanted their home. Like you said, you saw a house for seven grand. Today, you'd hop all over that. No matter where it's at, you're like, I got it right now. I'll just, yeah. <laughs> For the most part. Yeah. Um, you know, 
for the, yeah. for the most part, yeah. Okay. So it's especially in Grand Yeah. Um, you can piss like just for the lot if you were, but um, you know, I had a friend that owned. 680 units in Grand Rapids at one point, right? Like, Jeez, couldn't imagine. Yeah, I mean, they get a little bit more than mine. Um, you know, you ever say, you ever give a driver somebody that's like, uh, in like a, a trade like when I drive around with him, he's like, I own that. Like, I had that one. Should have bought that one. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So, um, but, you know, I, I think so. Southeast, I guess. Like, what's what's your like? Where would you want to be? Yeah. Do you want to tear down a building to add a new building, like, or do you want right. existing something and you want to like have it done up your own? I would love to do something existing, right? Because I just think old builders buildings have such good character. And somebody, excuse me, took time to build that back in the day. And at one point in life, no matter what these buildings were and what they turned out to be now, they were probably cool as shit back then, right? And it's just that craftsmanship. And so for me, I always like to just, I, I just love the history of things, right? I hate when people paint over brick, right? I got... My house is painted over brick. It's just like, holy shit, how much character was in that brick, right? And now it's just green. Absolutely. Like, you know? Yeah. Yeah. You know, and you talk about, you know, some of these old folks, they talk about us making bad decisions. I'm like, this is a generation that carpeted over hardwood floors. Like, get yeah. the fuck out of here. You guys made a lot of terrible decisions. <laughs> I, I bought a house and hardwood throughout. Yeah. And they carpeted over it, and it was the worst fucking carpet you ever yeah. saw. Yeah, that yeah. hardwood looked beautiful. Yeah, I tore yeah. All, yeah. all that fucking carpet right. up because it was gross. I mean, so you talk about buildings with character, so yeah. I'm just going to jump into you know, my home. So, what'd you lose? So, I grew up in Plainwell, which, you know, is about an hour south. Yeah. And uh, when I was a kid, you know, we had... We had a pond with ducks. Okay. And we would go to the mill in Plainwell to get duck food. And now if you go to the mill in Plainwell, it's Old Mill Brewery. Interesting. So they turned the Old Mill into brewery. a brewery restaurant. And, you know, my, my wife will attest, every time we go in there, it smells the same that it did when I was <laughs> five years old. <laughs> So yeah. I love going there to get a drink because it just reminds me of being five again. Sure. And yeah. there's just so much character in that building, and that that's one of the things where you're thinking about other things. That's one of the things where I sit there and I'm like, oh my god, it's for me, it's you know, I'm five again. Yeah. yeah. And I the nostalgia. Yes, absolutely. Yeah, and that's what Southeast Grand Rapids is for me, right? So, yeah. Just say it's fun because we're not on TV, so would you guys finally get to see how I look when I think it, which is pretty hard, Steve, right? Like, everybody stops and like, what's Nick doing? Because my head just like jerks to the side. I'm like, there's a thought there. How the fuck do I get this out? Oh yeah, because I'm not on TV. I don't have to worry about it. Like normally we record normally we, we do. I try video to like record. I try to like take my pen and write little notes. So I'm texting my wife. So I mean, cause I have questions. I mean, you wrote a couple things that I'm, I'm very interested in. Yeah. yeah. Um. So. 
You said about $2 million to start with equipment and things like that. We look at equipment and a lot of rehabs in the buildings we look for because, you know, when we first started, we only wanted like a two to 3,000 square foot footprint, right? We're thinking like a five to seven barrel system, something pretty small. Um, but when we launched, we really blew up, right? Because we launched right in the middle of the pandemic, November 2020. Um, we were going to push our dream back further, you know, this pesky thing called COVID was, you know, in the beginning of 2020 when we're still going through all our naming and everything, this thing COVID was like finally in California. We're like, all right, well, that's what California gets. You know, it's never going to get to Grand Rapids. And before you know it, we were under shutdown orders and everything. And it was like, you know, great, you know, we can't launch again now into 2021 or things like that. I mean, everything was shut down. And then we just said, you know pretty much fuck it like you know we got to figure out how to make our beer and get it out so we partnered with brewery vervant and they were very cool you know chris and jason spaulding um awesome people i've been a big fan of brewery vervant forever i would go in there all the time and i was a monk club member i got to know them and they became really like really cool brew mentors for us and um you know again they're laying off people everything's shutting down right restaurants are closing we can't even go outside between certain hours and you know they had this extra capacity and you know even in a time they just like they're like yes we will help you like you know and we brought our recipe we brewed it and we sold our first beer in November 2020 um, using some of their um, extra capacity okay. yeah I mean it was just I, like wonderful say the drunk side of Nick's coming out I love them okay they make Wizards Burial Ground which yeah. hands down one of the greatest quads I've ever had. And yeah. if you say different, you're, just, you're not a fucking loser. You're not a fucking loser. I've lined up for that shit See, plenty of times. Like we all have. Yeah. Because it is hands down just so good. Um, number two, so if I cut you off after three or four, right? Yeah. Big <laughs> fucking shit. That's what we need to do. Exactly, right? Like, I'm a big dude. I, you know, I mean, 100%. Yeah. But we were, we were with my buddy for his bachelor party, and then, you know, we're having a good time. I'm not, and it's my, like, it's my fun friend who's not being rowdy, like, who's who's mature kid, right? Like, right. Got, got his shit together. Right. And we're with his dad and all that. So, yeah, boys, I got some beers real quick. Oh, appreciate uh, oh, it. Okay. Nice. And, uh, cool. So then, well, cheers. Know, so, Thank you. Cheers, yeah. Say, all of a sudden... Comes through. Oh, nice. Uh, that's all right. Comes comes through and. That's why you have to go They're like, hey, you're, uh, you're cut off. And we're like, what the fuck do you say? So then we end up going to pairing, which was fine. But like, I just. I've never been sober and cut off. You and yeah. I have been cut off a time or two. Yeah. <laughs> like, I've never been sober. Yeah. Um, but that's one of the I'm cool things they do, off, though. But, it, but, it, but it's a great thing that they do yeah. to protect people, yeah. communities. And like, sober Nick will tell you that's one of the coolest things ever. Yeah, yeah. Nick who wants to go and have fun and drunk and understands, like, yeah, yeah. that's the stupidest thing in the world. They're seriously about the community and people, right? And yeah. so I got to study and learn under them. I mean, I would go in there and do my market research, which means I ordered my three-beer limit. Yep. And I'd look in there and see. I love the way they operated. Their staff was always so happy. They treated people right. And I was like, you know, that's what I want to do. My first time in there, somebody spilled a tray of drinks on me. Yeah. So imagine being in a very busy Vermont. You know, we're sitting at these picnic tables, so you can't really get out. It's like me and my wife, her cousin, and her husband, and this guy, he's walking around with a drinks of, uh, what did he have? It was like four of them, too. It was the uh, Undertaker. 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 Yeah. 
Undertaker. Yeah, the Undertaker. And he tripped and he literally spilled the whole damn thing in my lap and on my shoulder. And it's like, well, everybody's looking at me and it's like, you know, not that I'm not, I'm already a sore thumb and like, like, all right, you know, more attention to me. But they were so apologetic and they were so graceful and good about it. Like, oh, can we do your dry cleaning? Can we do this? And I was just like, no, no, you know, it's all good, man. Things happen. And, you know, they ended up taking care of my bill that night. You know, it was just, it was just really cool, right? And I came back and I was like, you know what? This is a, this is a place that I could come to, right? You know, so. Yeah. Long road. Long road. Yeah, it is. You know what? You know why I like them? Why? Uh, they have uh, deviled eggs as an appetizer. <laughs> I do like being deviled eggs. So when you open your, are you going to have a kitchen? We want a kitchen. So we Bro, first we had this big your, theory, like for you and people like you and myself. What's that supposed to mean? You are just you. You just got so excited about a kitchen. Like I was, you know, you're like, yeah, you're like doubled eggs. No, we were gonna do this nice, cool kitchen with um a lot of soul food and Creole food, right? That was our goal. And then I started looking at what a kitchen build out was. And it was a lot of freaking money. And then you figure out, I was like, because I was wondering, like, why the hell do all these breweries have pizza? Like, I'm so fucking sick of pizzas and breweries. And so now we're going to do pizza because it's fucking affordable. It's very low overhead. Yes. And it has shit tons of profitability. Correct. Yes. You know, they say, I one of my favorite places is Anasani Me. Right? I fucking love it there. And they're doing pizza now. Yeah. Like, they're going to, and I'm just like, gosh, you guys. Well, I love Minton because they do great pizza. Well, oh, Minton's pizza is great. My problem with the Minton is yeah. like it reminds me because it reminds me of like my days back in, in the ghetto. Like, oh, you guys, you have some hot dogs, some chili. Throw on some pizza dough that we yeah. have sitting there. Oh, hey, you got some broccoli and some other random vegetables. Throw on some pizza dough because that's what we have. And I'm like, I love like I like the Minton. One of my buddies is a brewer there and all that. But oh, who's like, your buddy? Uh, Jeff Williams. Oh, Jeff. Oh, yeah. So, yeah, Jeff. He came from Pike. Yep. Yeah. So, and then, so, so do you know so about Jeff a little bit? Uh, he's one of your so best friends. My daughter's best friend's father. Okay. So Jeff and I are really good friends. Okay. So let me tell you a little story about Jeff. Come on, let's hear it. It's my guy. Yeah. But you can't trust him. Uh oh. Because he will he will draw a dick on your stuff oh, when you please. leave. This is what he does. So no, he didn't get me. I'm, 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 no, he won't. I'm, anything he gives me, I'm like combing over. Like, no he's way, bro. Yeah, this is Jeff. He tells me these stories all the time. Yeah, he's a cool dude. I like yeah. him, though. Uh, <laughs> yes, I love it. That's um, dude humor right there. Oh, my God, he's great. So we're, you know, I live in Tennessee. Yep. Which is predominantly bullshit neighborhood. <laughs> It is people, very people, people, people who are not fucking me, <laughs> and they can't take a joke if they're like, the pilot, right? Like, yeah, that's and funny. so I'm sitting here, and uh, we're, at, we're at gymnastics, I don't want to talk to people. That's what you know, we don't need to Jeff, 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 and his, Jeff and his wife, <laughs> Jeff and his wife are like splitting time, and all of a sudden, you know, Jeff's like, I was like, hey man, what are you doing? He's like, oh, I'm a brewer, and I was like, you want to talk about beer a little bit? Like... He's like, yeah, I want to. And I was like, this could be all right for me. Like, our, our daughters are getting along. Did we just become best friends? Right. Yeah, right. And he's like, 
Yeah. It took a little a minute to get like friends and, and what the fuck? Like they're hippie, right? Like I yeah. tell them I tell back to them, I love you, but like you guys are hippie. <laughs> my wife is a fucking hippie. I'm just not, okay? Just here to drink beer and that's it. And you know You say you're not, but you are trending that way. I'm not trending towards the hippie way in any Yes, fucking you way fucking way. are. Zero chances of me being a hippie. Bullshit. <laughs> I got that drunk text a couple weeks ago. Drunk phone call? That was it. Yeah, I say that happens. Um, you can you can deny it, but I got yeah, that call. Nah. But so you know, now my other question was: so we talked about the, the price, and, and sure. now you guys are going to do food. Yep. Um, well, we blew up, so we're not looking for two to 3,000 square feet anymore. When we launched, we made national headlines, international headlines. Our Instagrams blew up. You know, we started doing these crazy collaborations with folks. So now we're looking for anywhere from 10,000 to 15,000 square feet because now we have um, the bandwidth or the customer base that would support that. You know, so it's kind of crazy. We're doing things a lot backwards. So most people open up a spot, get fans, and then they grow. We literally had a brand, blew up, and now we need a spot, right? You know, because people, our first beer, we had people driving all the way from Detroit, two and a half hours. You could not come inside. We all had to wear masks. We're all wearing gloves. I mean, this is like back in the day where, you know, when you got groceries, you wiped them down with bleach and left them outside for two weeks because you're going to die. And they would drive from, they were driving from Detroit, Flint, everywhere just to get a four-pack and say, yo, we love what you're doing. Keep it up. Like, I mean, it was just, the energy was so crazy. That's great. Yeah. I uh, say, it sounds like me going to pick up all my stuff from uh, <laughs> a place in Grand Haven there. Outside. Yes. Oh, yeah. Every time we do a release, it's never at the shop. Like, it's always okay. in the, the brew house. And I'm just like, it's so random because everybody's like, well, line up for your hazelnuts. Line up for your Imperial Mayan mochas. Line up for this. Yeah. So, uh, oh, when I went down to Ruka, uh, yeah. I had a whole list of shit I had to buy to bring back because we don't get all those different flavors here. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Brewdog, um, I believe Brewdog, they're very large. And they um, helped one of our friends, Crowns and Hops, I think with like maybe a quarter of a million dollar grant to help keep them going in California. Um, yeah, Brewdog's a legit place. Like, I respect them for what they're doing for inclusion. Um, where are you? So, we kind of outgrew our relationship at Brewery Vermont. You know, it was never meant to be long term. It was to help us get going. And then, of course, with the economy and things just falling apart. Um, and then they were growing, you know, they opened that second location and we needed just more and more capacity that, you know, they just didn't have the tank space anymore with things opening back up. So that contract kind of ended um, on great terms, you know, it was like we knew it was coming and we got bigger than we thought we ever would. And so right now we're brewing with a Haymarket out in Bridgman. Um, yeah, they have a lot of capacity. That's where we did just another day with. This has been our test run of seeing how things go and everything. We won a gold medal with this beer. We collaborated with them on it. And so uh, they will probably more likely be our contract group partners uh, from here on out for for the time being. Sure. Yeah. And then where, like where are you sold? Where can people find you? Yeah, um, great question. Yeah, this is a great question. This is the only so real spot. I sent a text out to the people I work with, Yeah. which, you know, I work with an eclectic bunch, <laughs> and immediately I, I get a text back from, uh, all right, this is going to sound racist, I'm going to fucking say it anyways, uh, Brown David. Right. So I get a text from Black David, 
and he goes, oh my god, I've been trying to, I've been wanting to try Black Culver beer, but every time I go somewhere, they don't have it. So, it, it is. It is and it isn't. So, right, it's a, it's a gift and a curse. Find it if we want it? So, we always try to keep 40 acres stocked because they've been supporting us from day one. GR Noir, you know, some of those businesses from day one, they're like, I don't care what you make. Give me this many cases. Give me so many kegs. Like, we're going to support you, right? You know, because that's what we need to do. That's our mission. Um, with this release, we are able to get into Horrocks. You know, so we were in Megabev for this release. Um, we're going to run this one back because it won a gold medal and it did so well and people liked it. Um, we're using Haymarket's distribution right now, so uh, we're hoping to get into Meyer. We're going to be back in Horrocks again on the east side, Chicago, um, and some of those places. But those have been some of the big ones. Seven Monks had this on draft. You know, we've been trying to get to places like Big Bob's. Um, so, slow, so slowly but surely, our reach has been getting bigger in retail. So, so I will say that you know, Nick is our more eclectic drinker here. I'm going to say because Nick will drink from hams to PBR to what, good stuff. One of my favorite beers is High Life. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So most brewers like. Oh my gosh. People ask me, they're like, what's your favorite beer? I'm like, High Life. They're like, you fucking asshole. Well, be serious. Like, if you don't want to talk to me, don't talk. I was like, no, seriously, I like High Life. Like, it's pretty good. What's your favorite beer? I'm like, I like Bud Light. And they're like, what? And I was like, I'll drink High Life, right? Like, And they're like, no, like, what are you, you're going to go get a beer. What are you going to go get? Right. A Bud Light. If that's, I want to have fun, it's with a lime, okay? That's not me. Like, <laughs> right. Like, like, Nick got excited about that. 99- Case of PBR. Yeah, that's pretty pretty impressive. It wouldn't fit in my car. Yeah, I'm not I'm not drinking that. You know, if, if I gotta go to, it's gonna be something at least dark. You know, vanilla Java Porter, maybe from that water or CEO Stout, something something dark. So I'm yeah. I'm three into the just another IPL. day. Yeah. Hard L. Good job. I'm, I'm three into the IPL, and actually, you know, for me, it's hard to. Admit that you like Admit it. Admit that I like a, a <laughs> hoppy beer, yeah, but a pale. I'm Good actually enjoying this quite a bit. Well, you know, the moment I saw you and you were like, I don't like IPAs, I was like, I might have to fight this guy. So it sounds like you guys are hiring somebody to get out and push your brand uh, bigger things, so you can count on me. Um, I appreciate you. I'll tell my company I officially am done. Um, <laughs> and uh, I'll come work for you. Nick, Nick, <laughs> Nick is happy to take his $0 salary. Well, you're going to have to if you start a brewery. Straight fucking commission. Bro. I haven't made a dollar yet. I, uh, I told, well, that was a funny thing, because I was talking to Adesanya, and they're like, yeah, like, I was like, look, you want to get into places? I was like, I'll be your guy. I was like, I'll work straight commission. And I was like, I'm telling you, I'm going to make a fuck ton of money. And they're like, what? And I was like, look, the problem's not going to be me. It's going to be you. Start production bigger. And I was like, I will push it down on everybody's face. Yes, because right? what, like, what's going to happen is they're going to run out of product. And you're going to be like, hey. I can't sell. <laughs> so, um, well, I'll have to come see you. I mean, that that would be great. What are some of your pain points right now? So, so the question was, yes, sorry, um, what are some of your pain points right now? So production, obviously getting steady production, right? And I think we're going to be solving that with Haymarket in 2023. But these things take time, right? you got to get familiar with the brewery, with the brewer, their process, you know, and then it's like you're almost cooking in someone else's kitchen. 
right and so that takes some time right so it's a dating period so we started off with this collab to see how we work together right and I say things have gone pretty smooth we've ironed out any kind of you know hiccups that you have in the beginning of a relationship um, because people do things different you know so again capacity is a big pain point and then finding our location you know I really feel like once we get a location things really change for us because people can come in, people can meet me, people can meet Jamal, you know, we can get the atmosphere that we're looking for. And I think those are really key to West Michigan breweries, right? If you have a good atmosphere and they can meet the owner and feel welcome, like, I'm going to be pouring you a beer, right? And we're going to talk shit all day. Absolutely huge, right? Because yeah. I, want to, I want to talk to the person that has the passion because you can see it. Through. Yeah. So, like, we talked about Adesanya. Well, now, I mean, they, and I don't blame them, but they want Friday, Saturdays, and Sundays off. Yeah, you can't blame him for Friday's that. Saturday, right? So, like, I'm going on a Friday, and I'm like, where's Mike? Oh, he's, you know, he's not here. And I'm like, all right, man, I'll just, I'll just take the one, and I'm going to get something to go. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because I know Mike and I will just sit there, and we'll shoot shit for fucking eight hours. And yeah. Hey, what are you doing? Uh, you want me to go to the other bar? Yeah, we'll just keep drinking here. It's cool. Like, yeah, yeah. I'm not going to close you out, right? Like, we close when you leave, Nick. And, like, it's the first time, it would be like, oh, man, it's like... 10 o'clock, right? I'm like, oh, give me my tablet. Yeah, yeah. 10 10, 10 30. Mike, you want a beer? Yeah. All right, I'm going to join you now. Right? Like, it's past this point. You become friends in that aspect. Yeah, and that's what I want. I want it to be like cheers. I want people to know my name and fucking know their name and we just chill. Yeah. Right? When I come in, I better be the first customer. Yeah, is how you feel? All right. I'll have to get you on that monk club or whatever we call it. Whatever we call it. You know, so I like cool ass snifters, right? Fuck me too. And so I wanted to do like this black matted snifter that, like, you know, you can just hold and walk around like Hugh Heff with a Komodo on, just walking around that shit, right? So speaking of Hugh Hefner, <laughs> at four o'clock this morning I got up because I couldn't sleep anymore, and uh, all of a sudden something came up about uh, Vanna White. Oh, yeah? In Playboy. I didn't know Vanna White was in Playboy. Yeah, it was like 1988. Yeah. Yeah, I was like, I was like two. 88? <laughs> I was 11. 88, 88. Because I'm the old fucker. Yeah, I was just born, so. Um, but then, you know, so I was, I was like, all right, that led me down to a new after path, right? Dude was married three times. I didn't put it in, like, once you got to, like, 30, you divorced your ass, right? And, like, yeah, yeah. So, you know, I, um, I'm going to try to find you a building now. 10,000 square feet. Oh, nice. That's not like just words. He really does. Nice. Yeah, Nick, is, Nick is a real estate. We're going to say mogul, even though he's not really mogul. But, well, help me do that. Help me find a building and then some people who will put money into it. Because that's been a pain point, right? So, banks made all these promises after George Floyd, what they would do to help black owned businesses and all this. That shit's never matriculated. Um no, and it never will. It, it, I mean, but you know, at the time they needed to say that because the whole world was getting set on fire and people were like, yo, shit has to change. Um, and it's like, you know, I was always told in business school, right? You know, I got my MBA and all this. It was like, hey, you got a great business plan. You got a good product. Yeah, you know, you're like you're going to get the money. Like, banks will invest in you. It's like, at, they only give you money when you don't need it. Like, and that's, okay, so that's my fine. We talk about it all the time and you guys give me shit. Like, I'm in real estate, which is 
a known business in yeah. theory, right? But like, I'm with a company who doesn't invest in fucking resident. They don't invest in rental real estate. Yeah. They, now, officially, I just found out today, they don't invest in second homes. Hmm. Like, and I'm like, I'm like, like, so what the fuck do you invest in? Like, you're supposed <laughs> to be a Michigan-based company. They're like single-family houses. The and I was worst like, fucking day. I was like, so you're single-family houses, and that's it. And I was like. I was like, so I literally am funding probably like three people's houses right now with the money I have sitting in my account. I was like, I'm just going to go start flipping because you guys are doing nothing. And it's, yeah. I've been with them, been with them for like 15 years. But, so money, money in my business is the easiest thing in the world to find. Oh. Money in your business is yeah. a hell of a lot tougher because you don't know what profit you can give away and it takes a long time to make profit. It does. Right? Like, um, and then finding the right partners, right? We've had people who've come out of the woodworks like, yo, we got money for you. You know, you just get open and we'll fund the whole thing. But it, to me, it's finding an authentic partner, right? Somebody I want to work with in the future and continue to work with or buy you out later, but have a good relationship. Not a shark, not an opportunist. You know, somebody who cares about craft beer, someone who cares about making a change, somebody who cares about that. And those have been hard to find, right? Oh, it, it, because if you have two million bucks, you're not that guy, <laughs> yeah. right? Like, yeah. like as much as your dream sounds awesome, and it's something I love the back aspect. Yeah. Fuck, I'm broke, dude. Like when right. it comes to that aspect, I'm, I'm not risking that because I yeah. have to understand what my returns are worth, like where my fit. Yeah, so, yeah, absolutely. Um, you know, I, I said we'll find a cheap building. And, and the one advice I'll give you though is buy your fucking building, don't rent it. Um, Which I was just going to ask, why not find a space to lease then? Yeah, so we've always wanted to have some ownership in our building or the ability to have ownership after a couple of years, right? And also not change a whole neighborhood and then get screwed over by buying it at 25 times what it was before we got there. So, you know, that's also that delicate dance of finding people who have a building but are also willing to say, hey, there's a six-year option where you can purchase, but we're only going to convert it up to a certain amount because you're building the neighborhood, you know? I am not. No, I don't know those guys. I like their beer. Their beer is great. Yeah, yeah. We did a tour. Some really good beer. And and don't quote me on the numbers. Like they're really in the same position that you wanted to start, like three thousand square feet, and now they're buying the entire building because the other company that was in the other three quarters of the building is gone, and so they're gonna have eight, eight, nine thousand square feet. And they were running all of their entire production off of like three thousand square feet. It was very, very tiny. Yeah. Because we were in there, we're like. How, how, right? And yeah, how are you making this much and they're like, beer look, in this tiny ass We literally place. just have a person that's sitting here canning, and we empty this, and they can, and they can, and they can, and they can, and then this guy comes in, and we're like, holy shitballs. But, like, right, it's, yeah. Yeah. so the growth aspect is, is where it really is at, and, um, let's say, you guys are, you guys are killing it. You're so oh, like, <laughs> I like, appreciate that. Say, we're trying, man, we're trying. Well, try hard, actually. Ah, you know, I know, right? <laughs> you know, my wife, she'll, she, she, um, she's my biggest hater and supporter. I love her to death. That is the best thing to have. And I remember she told me one day, she was like, you need to get, you got, he's like, you need to draw a line in the sand and make it happen. And so I started doing that, and I was all proud, and she was like, well, don't get too happy, because all we got out of this is a fucking iPad Pro so far. She was just like, so, you know, keep grinding until we can get something else out of it, you know. And so, but she supports me, right? She watches our kids. You know, if I come do things like this, I'm out brewing. I got to go to a different state. Like, you know, she's been holding me down 
um, by just, you know, being there, you know, making sure that, like, you know, I want to support you in your dream, you know, and trust me, it doesn't seem probable some days. Some days I'm just like, holy shit, like, here we go again, you know, oh, here's a lawsuit, oh, here's somebody talking shit about me that I might have to fight this guy. <laughs> So I actually stopped like, I'm gonna, reading I'm gonna those. Go on social media and be like, all right, I can't find this dude's fucking beer. He talks about how great he is. <laughs> you know, and I'm, just, I'm gonna be that guy. Be like, yeah. Be like, yep, Nick Watkins. It won't even be like Bucks and Bruce. It's just straight be Nick Watkins. Nick Watkins. Like, I'm about to fucking fight this guy. I'm just, <laughs> I'm just gonna be like, I need to try this caramel beer. Right. And you're like, oh, that's so I'm funny. Like, and I don't I'm, like I'm that. I'm gonna get you a beer and yeah. we talk about this. I'll be like, you know what? Yeah. Deal. It's probably because you probably like that because we use Haitian vanilla. Like, so we'll find things that people have never put in a beer. Like, you know, our Prince Hopkin, we use honey from the um, Ghana rainforest. We put that in there and we actually donated money to a lady so that she could become a beekeeper and feed her family in Africa. Like, you know, we do some cool shit like that. So, what you're saying so is, about- even though, hang on, <laughs> even though you, you poured some whiskey into your Mr. Beer kit. Yeah. And fucked it all up. All the way. You learned from that, hey, let's just experiment with shit and see what happens. Just pour the shit in there. Two things are going to happen. People are going to like it, or you're going to manipulate them into liking it. Like, if I just say, yo, this is the great, yeah, yeah, like, just like I did you. Like, at PL. And if you don't like it, there's something wrong with your taste buds. (laughs) So you're either going to be a dope person. Right now, I'm not dope. (laughs) I'm angel. Yeah. That's a fact. Yeah, it is a fact. Um, gosh, no, like, that's, to me, now, all right, so how many beers is Haymarket making for you? Because my, my brain starts to go into your business, and mm-hmm. I, forgive me if I overstep my aspects, because um, I love business. I love sure. the idea of business. Gotcha. So, Haymarket, how many tanks, how many tanks are they giving you guys? Yep. Do you get to go in and be the master brewer on mm-hmm. it, or do you just send them a recipe? Good question. And, ask, so answer those two, and I'll ask okay. you really more. And so, this is our first time doing anything with them, okay. and I think it's going well. Just one can. This is just this one can, and so... Uh, we're running it back. We're doing a 60-barrel batch of this this time, which will be the barrels? yeah. This will be the largest barrels batch. we ever did. Huge batch because we're going to do distribution in Detroit, Chicago, and here. Um, next year, I th- we're going to go off, and it's really going to be we're going to try to find a distributor our own, like and get under that. So you know, I'm hoping to be able to pump out at least five to six different beers next year through the Haymarket um, connection. And so we brew our own beer. We make our recipes. We talk with their brewers, and we go in there, and we're pouring in ingredients. We're doing it all. You know, we're with them. We're there. We're right. You know, they because they own the space, and technically everything else with the setup that we have, um, we're working hand in hand with them. We're there on brew day. We're looking at everything. We're doing all the quality checks. You know, it sucks. I just ordered three more beers, and you're right there. I got you. Don't worry. Anyways, go ahead. We should have communication. We yes. should have to communicate. So, now, okay, so you're going there, you're physically doing the work. Yep. Now, is it like a, you know what a ghost kitchen is? I do know what a ghost kitchen it's is. It's like, I want to own one, and right. I actually, like, that's why, like, you want 10,000 square feet, and I'm sitting here going, well, if I get 
Legally. Sure. So, so legally, okay. Yes. So, and, and so, because that's really, that's what, that's I'm all about that aspect of the right? Like, so you, got, you guys are physically, and how many employees do you have? It's just Jamal and I. Jamal, and now, does that's Jamal it. have a full-time job? We do, we both work at full-time, full-time, and we both brew. Yeah. yeah that sucks, it's you? a, it's, you know, it's a two-job hustle, right? Yeah. You know, and. What do you do now? So I work at Mary Freebed. Uh, it's a rehabilitation hospital here. And uh, I do community relations, HR, project management, a lot of different things for them. Um, and they've been gracious. Like, they, you know, they support me having a dream and a passion, which has been awesome. Yes, they do. They're great. They're a great company. Yeah. Uh-oh. Yeah, some issues with Infi. Does she really? I probably know her. She probably knows me. Don't ask questions, thing. Yeah, that's it. We, we've, we've been a spot. They show up to, to my mother's house and they have to take care of her and her broken fucking head. Really? Oh, she said my wife down there. Yeah, yeah she, she doesn't do she home care for me. Yeah, she, she does home care for somebody else? Yes, for somebody else. Yeah, well, not for them. She should do home care for them. That's, 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 that's hilarious. Jesus. My wife's an occupational therapist. Oh, yeah, I know what she's going through, so I get it. Oh, yeah, it's like, <laughs> yo, she's going through me, bud. Yeah, you too. Like, that's a, that's a tough position. I, it blows my mind. Yeah, yeah. Absolutely tough. So, she probably knows me. So she probably seen one of my emails. Yeah, <laughs> so now, all right, so you're, now who, who's doing, because we learned about this, who's doing your logo design? So, that's great. So, I come up with all the designs in my head. But I'm not an artist. Yeah, yeah, I mean, like, none at all. And so uh, our first couple labels, I don't know if you know, so our first label was like the Death Row vibe cover, and we put hops on her head. We made this beer Bishop, and it was like, you know, the juice cast, and we put hops on her head. Um, so we are using this kid out of Ferris State University. He was in college. Excuse me. His name was Jackson. A super cool kid. Wanted to do a bear label, nobody would give him a chance. Yep. And we were launching. I'm like, shit, man, I need somebody. I was like, I'll give you a chance. And he didn't even have the computer system to turn his hand-painted art into digital art. So he, like, literally drew us this beautiful, beautiful fucking death row hip-hop thing. It was like, and I send a picture to the dude at um, Ward. Um, he's awesome. He worked at Vervine. He was helping us with our art. And uh, he's like... I can't do anything with this. Yeah, he was like, dude, I like, I remember I took a picture of it on my phone. I was like, here it goes. He's like, how the fuck am I supposed to get this on a label? And, um, yeah, right. Yeah, like, and so, um, I remember he downloaded a free trial for like vector art and he scanned it out. Like, I mean, we were so rustic and, but this kid was a great artist and, um, he's actually got too big for us like he started doing art price stuff and thirty thousand dollar commissions and so like we can't even afford him anymore but it was such a cool ride right and he was charging us a few hundred bucks i mean it was fun for all of us he always wanted to do a beer label no one gave him a chance and he was just dope and then i found a vegas artist and um an artist in vegas who did this one and so really i'm like yo i hear the beer name i'm like yo just another day like if you look at this label that's my grandma's house in southeast grand rapids you know, that's me, that's Jamal. This is actually the new artist. That's the Haymarket um, brewer, Mark. He's never happy. And so I found the smiliest picture of him. I threw it on a fucking beer can. Oh, everybody loves it. They're just like, Mark, this is you, right? I love how much of a troll you are. You and I, you 
gonna be best friends. Like outside here, we're just gonna be two guys and just love these fucking make fun of people. Yeah, man. Yeah, right now, Terry. Yeah, sucks about us. Once you do one episode, you have to come back for more. I'm down, man. This has been great. So this is an old school Chrysler car. Okay. Um, you know, you see the old school pine. Air freshener has dope beer, but you know we also do a lot of like hidden things in our beer, right? Yeah, like so your neighbors growing your grandma's fucking like yeah, and like if you look here, there's a little kid. There's two kids playing in the front yard, and there's one of those cartoon bullets that you see in the Mario Brothers video game, right? And so you know that was symbolism to say you know even as a young child, black males have targets on their back. Right, and so the bullets pointed towards the young black kid, and it's like there's always this symmetry that we try to put in there to tell a story. Like, you know, it's just another day, right? You know, we can be targets, we can be rolling through the hood, we can be having a good time, but it's just another day. And so we always try to do something neat like that within our labels. I gotta say, it's one of the it's one of the more I don't know, like detailed, yeah, detailed, like yeah. Labels that actually have meaning. Like, I like the detail. I mean, it, it shows more than just, mm-hmm. hey, this is, you know, a sunrise with a sunset. Yeah. You know, oh, well, we're kind of. You and I are kind of those people. We will buy it based off of what it looks like. Hmm. I just or look my name. All day. All day. Those are we the best books. You look at it and go, oh my god, this looks cool. Let's buy this and see if it's good. I mean, I, I drank Nutsack Brown because I'm like, fuck. I don't know about that, bro. That's you got, crazy. You got Bill's name in Nutsack Brown. I, uh, That's hilarious. I do remember buying the Brown Nose. Right? Which was not good. <laughs> It was not good. It did not live up to the name. I guess my story is I remember getting Goosebump books. You guys remember those back in the day? I used to just like the covers. I never read them. My mom didn't know that. She dropped like a mint on all these Goosebump books thinking like, oh, Terry's really... Nah, I fucking... I sucked at reading. I was like, I just like the covers. You Oh my gosh, my my father-in-law gave me that book. Yeah. I knew that was going to start you off. Yeah. Yeah. So he bought me that book, and I wanted to act like I read it, so I bought it on audio, just so I could hear it, and never fucking finished it. Oh, dude. So I, I mean, I devoted, I devoted like two, three days to this, like, told my wife, was like, alright, too many people have suggested some podcast, and we tell the story so often. We do. And I'm like... Everybody suggested it. it changes their life. Everything. I gotta read this fucking book. And I'm at an insurance place. The guy tried to sell me insurance. I was like, "Oh, reach that for day. He goes, "Here, take it." I was like, "All right, fine." So I grabbed it. And I was like, "I devote three fucking days to reading <laughs> this hundred-page book, which everybody else would read in like six minutes." Sure. And I get through it. And I was like, "Cool. I learned nothing. This was stupid. I already understand it. Wow. These people that read this are the stupidest people I've met." And it took a book to tell them how to be this way? Like, it didn't Man. impact me in any way, shape, or form. That's like, hilarious. I was so pissed. It took you three days to figure out you didn't need to read the book. Factual statement. Like, I'm like, duh. We're fucking doing this. Good job, bro. Um, I was so yeah, I feel that way with everything I see online. Oh, make ten thousand dollars this way, and I start looking at the fucking ad, and I'm like, yeah, I do all of that shit. I make ten thousand dollars doing any of it. Yeah. So now, because with beer and your job, yep. Because I, I guess in theory, wine you have you have like a, let's call it a day in order to so like fermentation stops. Sure. 
and then you have to get it into the, you know, secondary and stuff like that. Like, do you guys do this at night then? I mean, you're working... Vacation days. I take my vacation days. We go brew on the days I know that we got time to go in there. Yeah, I try to plan it close to Friday as possible or Thursdays, but we take a vacation day. We go up there, and I mean, you can do all the brewing in a day, and then it just ferments forever, right? Or however long the style takes. So, you know, this one takes several weeks because of the lagerness, but you know, IPAs can be set. I mean, it really just depends on the style. Yeah. Uh, longer, depending on how big of the gravity and things are. Loggers take the longest typically, though. And, uh, say, um, not like, right, because when you look at it, you don't have anybody else that's going to, like, Haymarket's not going to transfer that for you, right? Oh, you mean into the next tank and yeah. all of that? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it. it's just a button. <laughs> Oh, really? <laughs> it's really not that hard. I mean, a lot of these big systems are so automated. It just drains into the tube, goes in the other, and, you know, you add the yeast later and all that shit. So. And they'll do it for you? Or you have to we're there. Okay. Yeah, 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 we're all there. I mean, again, it's buttons, you know. They do it. Right, of course they do it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, let's say, again, I'm so used to, like, the small, the small town stuff. I'm yeah. Mr. Right? Yeah. I mean, when I do it, I do six gallons at a time, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I sit there with my auto siphon because I'm lazy as fuck, and I'm like... And it's done. Yeah. Right? So, um, <clears throat> now, I think David and I are going to, we're going to create your next logo for you. So I, I'm open to it. You know, this level is going to change a little bit. We're going to take the two people at the back seat because this is going to be a black collar only beer soon. And uh, we might do a competition with who can get on this, label, who can be in our back seat of this. So, so in other words, Nick wants a Bucks and Brews beer. I, I kind of think this happen, right? Like, can we just call it beards? Let's see. Right, does does, does that work on there? Well, you guys, you, you guys are close. We'll make it smaller, bro. What we got? You'll have to cut this out, and I bet you I can put your heads on there and take a panda for you. We have to be bigger bodies, okay? Because you got some skinny ass friends, okay, bro? Yeah, we're kind of fat guys. Yeah, we don't hang out with these small. We don't. Oh, that's funny. So, all right. You're looking for a, where do you see yourself in the future? Where do you want to go? Yeah. And how do you expect to get there? So in the future, I believe we're going to have our own brick and mortar. You know, that's what we're aiming towards. You know, we got to find the right um, landlord, right building partner, and the right investors. Um, and I believe they're all out there. You know, we've been so patient so far. You know, um, I'm a pretty prayerful guy. I grew up in the church, um, which is, let me tell you this. I, I know you're giving that look. No, I just came with the greatest idea in the world. A church beer. No. <laughs> okay. well, that's what I'm buying, bro. That's in the church, right? Well, an old uh, funeral home, but <laughs> close enough. Um, but if you think about it, it's really interesting. Just to segue, just one second. So the people who started Vermont with the hope, people who started Founders with the hope, guys started New Holland with the hope. Ed from City Built went to Cornerstone. I went to Cornerstone. So you got all these Christian colleges pumping out all these fucking birds. Sorry, Sorry bro. I, I, I'm not part of that. <laughs> <laughs> you religious people are strong. Uh, well, you know. <laughs> you got to watch them. You know that, right? I knew a guy that turned water into wine once. He did it for his mom. I could tell you the whole story about it because I had to learn that. Um, but, uh, yeah, so I see myself, you know, getting our brick and mortar set up and then really tackling the distribution opportunities, right? You know, Meyer has been very gracious. They've been wanting to carry our product. A lot of people on the east side, you know, we've had a lot of people who are like, 
yo, we want your product whenever you can get it where you go. So we're going to find our brick and mortar. We're going to sign with a distributor. We haven't done that yet. Um, and once we do those two things, you'll start seeing our brand and us everywhere. You know, we sell a lot of t-shirts and things online. We sell them all over the country. We've actually sold some in Canada. Um, and we're going to continue to do our collabs, right? We've been blessed and fortunate enough to have people want to collab with us. Um, one of our biggest collabs to date is with Goose Island. And so, yeah, they're, they're awesome folks. We had a beer coming out. October, November-ish. Um, it is a brown ale uh, with um, pecan pie in it, aged in a Blanton barrel. Sorry, what? Pecan pie. I'm sorry. I think you pronounced that wrong. Pecan pie. <laughs> Depends how you want to say it. It's, 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 it's pecan pie, bro. Okay. All right. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, aged in a Blanton barrel, you know. You should see their. You should see their barrel warehouse. It is insane. Yeah. I have this thought. Yeah. One of our Bucks and Brews episodes on the boat. Yeah. We should be wearing one. I mean, if he gets his shirts fast enough. Go online. They're available. You got big guys sizes. We got 3x, 4x. We can get that. And if you, if if, and if you have any issues, I will make our vendor make you one. So we're going on a cruise the end of October. So they're saying that they need oh, to get people to like. Oh, we're taking this fucking thing with us, and we're gonna record episodes on the fucking. Oh, that's gonna be dope if, as shit, if, if dude. If it that's was dope. Up to me and not my wife, I would look like uh, Charlie Brown or SpongeBob <laughs> every day, right? And wear the same shorts and the same shirt because I have seven of these. I have, I'm like five pairs. I'm wearing blue pants today, which is weird. I have like three pairs of black shorts. Yeah. I could look at a cartoon character all day, every day. Like the same shit, every day. Just yeah. Everywhere. So it's I have there. to go. I have to go to work in two weeks. Oh, two weeks from Friday. You wearing this? No. I sent my boss a message and I said, "So, uh, what's dress code?" And she goes, uh, "He's pretty laid back. Uh, casual's fine." I'm like, "All right, well, I'm wearing shorts, so <laughs> I hope you, I hope you like my casual shorts, because." I don't have pants anymore. That's hilarious. So distribution yep. Huge. Distribution's a good opportunity for us, so is a brick and mortar. Those are our two I'm things. Gonna, I'm Unfortunately you probably can't ship alcohol because of the liquor loss. If you know the people I know, I guarantee I can ship it. Oh I, I, I hope you know the right ones. This this I, liquor law thing, you should actually get a distributor oh, on actually, here one day. So like I, the only reason I know I can is because I looked into it because I wanted to start shipping my wine. Oh, okay. Um, because I love making wine if I yeah. can do it for a full time. And so do you, I assume you know Gary Vaynerchuk? I don't know Gary. Gary V? Oh, man. Big entrepreneur, that guy. So, but he, he owns Wine Library. And so I was like, man, I started kind of bringing a thing. So when you do six gallons, right, just like when you started making beer, what was it you made a Mr. Mr. Beer Kit, you know, a few liters or some shit, yeah. For you it's 12 bottles, right? Yep, yep. So six gallons makes 30 bottles of wine that are cleaning beer. So that's what I I want to do is I want to make very small batches. Okay. And I want to have 28, let's say everything guaranteed is beer. I have two bottles sitting aside for random drawings, fun things. Like I want to create this very limited, very fun release. Dry sweets. Like I want it to be. Are your wines really good? Are my wines really good? Yes. So, so uh, we will get a cider and winery license. Yeah. 
Yeah. And maybe we can do some collabs with you. I mean, I'll have to go figure out how to get everything. Because I was going to end up in the explosion, but I know the brewer, the owner, and brewer, but like... We did an episode there. Yeah, I say, he, he was doing his lines, and I was like, Denny, here, let me come in. And uh, Denny was like, yeah, dude, like, if you ever want to do a wine, just come in and like, we'll do it. And I was like... I would, like, I would love to, but then it required me to not have my job, which... Now I'm at the point of, like, let's do this. <laughs> you know, you might know a guy who knows how to have a job and do this. Yeah, that's not what I want. <laughs> I already have a job. <laughs> he wants no more jobs. Nick was retired for three whole months. Wow. Congratulations. I'm Thank trying to get there, bro. Like, that's what happens when you're fired. The, 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 the wow. problem is, is you sit around drink, bro. Yeah. I don't know, I'd probably play a little Call of Duty. I did actually. Yeah. Yeah. He's I beat three of them. He was playing video games and he got yelled at. Yep, that's exactly what I did. So. <laughs> Love it. Um, now, so merch. Yep. What are you guys offering for merch? So we have hoodies. So our hoodie sweatshirts sell a lot. Um, long sleeve shirts, you know, we're working on hat branding. We do a lot of different hats. Right now our goddess head with the dad hat is a big seller. I've been working on these type of hats, so like you'll see my West Michigan Nice hat, you know, my Grand Rapids hat with the flat brim. Um, so at first, when we first launched, we had like 20 different styles of things. We've pared it down to about five or six now, um, just to get more concise with our branding and marketing. Um, starting to use my MBA a little bit, right? You know, at first it was just like we were buckshotting. What's selling well? What's not selling well? It's selling out, you know, and now we kind of labeled it down to these are our staples. This is what we're going to continue to have and maybe have some special releases every once in a while. Now, do you have staples for your beers, and how many are there? So, no. We've actually made different beers every time. Just Another Day will be the first beer we've ever doubled back. No shit. Yeah, because it won a gold medal, and it was just so smooth and the lager base that people love it. Um, Bishop was another beer. People went ape shit over it. I remember people saying, oh, this is better than M43, and I remember saying, please don't ever say that. That's oh, so such a like, that's such a great beer. M43, like yeah. the strawberry variant of M43, like yeah, that, like that's what puts you on the map, right? Yeah, like, I yeah. Mean, we can again. It goes back to like, I wish a vodka market. Yeah, yeah. It was his beer but yeah. Like, M43 is literally fuck you. If you're gonna compare yourself like that's yeah, that's but that was people, right? Like you know, well, beer fans, they're like, yo, this is better, and I'm like, please yeah. stop saying that. Like, you know, this is like our we're, third beer. We can't get out there. Yeah, like, you know, we're not that great. Like, I, I mean, that's a great beer, but I think we'll bring Bishop back because I've actually had people from all over the country um, send us an email or say, yo, when are you bringing Bishop, Bishop back? Like, we love the logo. We love the label. They wanted it on T-shirts, and, like, it was actually a really good beer. It was a um, double dry hopped uh, hazy IPA. It came in at, like, 8.3 or 4%. I mean, it was hazy. It was really good but like again to say it's m43 i'm i'm a little more humble than that but if we made the next m43 i wouldn't be mad <laughs> so i gotta ask does that mean the bougie is gonna stay around or no yeah bougie will always be a series that we'll bring back and we'll try to incorporate recipes and pies and things that i grew up with from my grandma again we started with the um you know, the s'more stout based off my sister, then my grandma's sweet potato pie stout. Then we went with the caramel cake, which is another traditional, you know, African-American soul food cake. 
um, and which was really good. And we tried to pay homage to Haiti because um, at that time, you know, Haiti, I think they had the earthquake and some other things that were going on there. And so, you know, we're always conscious about our ingredients, our story, and the beer that we put out there, right? Because I think beer tells a story. People tell a story when they drink beer, and we want both of those things to come together. Well, I think that's more important especially the last two, three years, yeah. is, you know, you're looking at, I, I don't know, when I spend my money, I want to know that I'm spending money on something that mm-hmm. not only do I like, yeah. but it also holds the same values as Red High yeah, So, yeah. I tend to, you know, I tend to be a little bit of a hothead, like you sit here and you're like, we're going to fight. <laughs> so, I fight a lot with people, That's but so it's fun. always over things that, you know, I give a shit about it, I guess. Yeah. So you gotta have that passion. You, you well, do. There's some so, things that you can choose not to. Yeah. You, so my wife and I have this conversation often. So we don't understand people that you know, like, are from two different spectrums when it comes to like politics. Sure. So I couldn't be married to a Trump supporter. Okay. Because I think he's a piece of shit. <laughs> and. I can't love somebody that enjoys a piece of shit. I just can't. There it is. Um, so, you know, we, we have those certain things that are, you know, hard and fast that this is what it is. So, yeah. for example, one of our good friends is a... Good friends? <laughs> we have a few. One or two. Oh, me? All of a sudden. I'll say it's more dogs. All right. So... John has a really good friend who used to be a police officer. Okay. And he had an issue with the fact that other officers on the force killed a man. So he took that to the news. Oh, interesting. And now he's he's facing 20, 20 years, years. 20 years. And all he did was expose all the bad was telling you. Wow, that's terrible. He, he took the video and he showed it to <laughs> the news. That's awful. And the cops that killed this poor man. Of course, unions protected him. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, those are the type of things that, I don't know, I get behind. Nick and I have talked about that on the air before, on the air, and and we tend to have... Well, we we tend to have Mm. those uh, little things that irritate the shit out of us, and then we go off on tangents about it because it pisses us off. Yeah. Justice is blind, you know. It's always been. And so, okay, so because and it's not, it's hard for me. I'll be honest with you, right? Because like you don't know my backstory. It doesn't matter. It doesn't change things. I have a very tough time with being white and saying, "Hey, I have this privilege aspect." Because like I've grinded my ass off my entire life, um, and I grew up. I grew up in the, in the hood, right? Like, it was funny because, like, I grew up in the Black Hills of Grand Island, so you're from... I know the Black Hills. Exactly, right? Oh, yeah. So I, was, I was one of two white families that lived there. And so, when, when the cops pulled people over, it was it was us, right? It was me and my brother. Like, hey, what are you boys doing on the street? Like, why are you here? What are you doing? Like, where are you headed? Corner store, home. Like, that's, like, what we're doing. Like, it, it, to us, it's, it's, it's normal. Like, I mean, people just ask questions. Like, yeah. So... As a, as a black-owned company, right, um, do you find it harder to break into this industry? That's or a great question. That, like, more people are supporting you because of it. 
you know, there's twofold. So you got people who will never buy our beer because of what we look like, right? That support this industry. It's funny because I, <laughs> I know some brewers, but like, yeah. 90, I don't know, I don't know who the fuck owns. Yeah. Bud Light, right? Like, sure. I mean, yeah, you know, but but there's some people who, yeah, <laughs> that's funny. But there's some people who love beer and hate culture and diversity, and they will never buy our product just because we look like. Sure. And there's people who love culture, love beer. And will always support us because they see what we're trying to do. So, this is a hard industry to break in, regardless, right, of what you look like. I mean, it is not easy, and that's why a lot of brewers, if you become part of this fraternity and you make it, hell yeah, we share secrets. Hell yeah, we help each other. You know, that's just part of this because it's such a grind to get here. So, I wouldn't necessarily say it's harder because of what I look like, because it's not easy for anybody. But you know there are additional challenges that other folks haven't had to deal with, right? You haven't had to deal with people who are like, you know, I don't want to see a black-owned brewery, so I'll go on there and just rate their shit terrible, though I've never had one, you know. And like, so you know, you have that type of stuff because you don't have minorities like, yo, I don't like white-owned breweries, so I'm just gonna go out there and just kill them on untap, right? But you know, you'll have that on the other end. That's funny because I think I'm like. I get what you're saying, the point, but like, yeah. untapped to me is just a little bit of fucking douchebag that they're right in their ass, which sounds really weird, because it, there's, a, there's a bunch that do understand, and sure. like, follow the right guys, yeah. but, you know, there are some people who will look there, like, who will sit there and say, you know, you're just going to the best thing that's ever walked by me, yeah, yeah. it's not, sure, I get you. all I'm saying is, like, yeah. chances of this being the beer that's going to change the world is sure. probably not it, right? Yeah. And then turn around and tell me that, you know, Bud Light sucks. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. But, or, or go right Bud Light at five. Which, yeah. You know, you drink highlight. Is it a five? I don't rate beers. Right. Like, I, <laughs> I never have. I, I never will. I don't own a tab, right? I'll just tell you, yes, I'll drink it. No, I won't. I've turned down, like, one beer in my entire life. I don't remember what it is anymore. Yeah. I'll probably still drink it again. But, like, sure. If you don't rate them, is it weird for you to get a medal then? Say what? If you don't rate them, is it weird for you to then receive a medal for it? So the question no. is, if you don't rate beers, right. is it weird for you to get a medal? You know, no, because it's great marketing, but, um, <laughs> no, it, you know, to me, the whole rating beer and giving people medals has become just part of the industry, right? I think it gives beer fans a voice that typically don't, and some people live for this, right? They live for their untap rating and to be checked into here to say they did this. You know, it's just not for me, and I don't knock what's for somebody else, right? And so to have a gold medal beer is like, okay, that's cool, but I don't go drink beers because they're gold medals. When I look at beer in a glass or in a can, that's somebody's dream that you're drinking, right? Somebody dreamed up that recipe, somebody thought about it, somebody labored to it, and for me, I have enough respect not to say, oh, your dream's only a fucking two in my book, right? To me, it's like, yo, man, keep dreaming. I drunk it, thank you for dreaming out loud. And that's how I look at every beer. Well, and if I ever get into the beer industry, like, that's exactly what it has to be. And the other thing is, it's, I mean, gold medal's not as great as a fucking blue ribbon, is all I'm saying. Like, <laughs> <laughs> Maybe I need to try to go get a blue reading. Yeah, I might, I might have to fight this guy. <laughs> They got a gold medal for them, but they got a blue ribbon. That's a fact. No, um, 
to the World's Fair. It's like, not third grade anymore. World's <laughs> Fair, baby. World's Fair, Blue Moon. Um, so, now, when it, okay. You know, part of that you guys said, hey, let's start a brewery. Yep. Who comes up with these recipes? I typically do, especially all the good ones. Um, <laughs> I Oh yeah. I'm telling you right now, there was a beer that I still apologize to people for, uh, and it wasn't. It was probably our lowest rated beer, which again I don't give a shit about these ratings, but I do in the standpoint that I can tell him this every time, and Jamal knows if he watches this, he'll know. He'll probably sit in there with a grin and probably give a middle finger to whatever device he's looking at. But we made this beer called, um, oh shit, what was the name of this beer? Remember the Time. And I always tell him, like, I don't ever want to fucking remember the time. And, um, you know, it was this Egyptian lemonade, you know? We used some, you know, we looked at what they use in Egypt to make lemonade, because lemonade was originated in Egypt. Yeah. Yeah, even our artwork was like, you know, hops and like, uh, yeah, it was, it was some bullshit, but... Um, and he got a little extra with it. I didn't take a lot of part in this. I was super busy doing other shit growing the brand. So I'm like, yo, this beer's yours. You make it. And it turned out pink. And I just fuck, I just fucking hated it. I did. I'm not going to lie to you. Um, and some people liked it. A lot of people were like, oh, you know, they're being very nice. Like, oh, this is interesting. I'm like, no, just say it sucks. And I'm that person, right? I'm just like, look, tell me if you don't like something. So one, I'll never make it again. And two, I can grow. Like, you're not going to hurt my feelings now. If you're just like, yo, I'd rather drink donkey piss and this is shit. Okay, we're going to, I might have to fight you. But if you just say like, yo, I just, this isn't for me. Like, I didn't like this. And I'm like, okay, respect. Like, you know, because not every beer is going to be a home run. And this definitely was a fucking out. You know, it was a strikeout. It was a pop fly catch out. It was not my favorite yeah yeah and you know when I tell people this yeah and I think people respect that right I'm okay to say like yo we made a beer that sucked like I didn't like I mean I think everybody has yeah you say you haven't like you won't say why right yeah yeah that that probably wasn't a good choice yeah yeah Take that back myself. <laughs> <That's awesome. laughs> um, 69 cents per can. I'm in. Um, like, so, but you learned, and that's the biggest key is like, what oh, yeah. We did. Um, so, when it comes to like Meyer and things, how do they feel about you not having mainstays? So, like, I know yeah. Top like a rotation, right? But, like, yeah, yeah. Like, yeah, so we have just gotten to the early stages of dealing with Meyer and talked to them. They've been very cool folks to deal with, and they kind of guide you. And so do distributors, right? They'll tell you, like, yo, if we're going to do this, we need this much production. So when you asked me that production question earlier about um, Haymarket, you know, a lot of that's going to be driven by the distributor and who we can get into. We sat on a call with Whole Foods, you know, and Whole Foods wants to... Um, connect with us and you know possibly doing some whole foods and you know they have a lot of stringent you know requirements and things like that so you know figuring out that game is very interesting um, and we're just learning it day by day but I think Meyer understands that you know hey you know 
and able to be inclusive, they got to change some of their practices, right? Because we're not founders, we're not provide, we don't have the steady capacity, but they want to have us on their shelves because we draw people in. Yeah. So that leads to. Have they offered you a, like a specific number yet on what you're going to get? Oh, Meyer or anybody? No, we haven't got that far yet. You know. I mean, right, so I like I know a little bit about that because one of my first times we talked about like you sold chips and he signed, he did. A, he signed a fucking Meyer contract. Good, good chips too. And it was great chips. And uh, but like he. You know, he got into, because Fire's in, in the world, like five states or seven states, something like that. Yep, across the middle, I think 141 stores. Yeah, like, right, but like, you can also get just Michigan, yep. slash just Michigan, Indiana, Ohio. Correct. Like, and then you can go to like, you know, like, and it's funny, because like, Fire fucking, technically, like, they, they grow their own little thing, their own little system. And uh, so I find that to be really cool. Um, so, when you find out, like, is will you be willing to brew your same stuff in multiple locations if that's what it takes to make it happen? I'm about this life, so I'm willing to do whatever it takes to get us to the next level. And if that's brewing in multiple locations, setting up partnerships throughout the Midwest, uh, we're going to do that because you know I feel like we have a great story, we have a great brand, we make good beer you know i'm not gonna say it's the greatest beer in the world but it's really good and we care about what we do right and you know we want to find those dope people like when we came out with that slogan we make dope beer for dope people you know we meant that shit and dope people can look like anybody they can be any race any size any gender um any orientation whatever that doesn't matter you're a dope person um and so we want to make beer for those folks you know who are just out here surviving every day and that's what we do I thought about the any orientation too because yeah. I know somebody that was eating whipped cream out of somebody else's mouth. Yeah. So like wow. a couple quick things. Alright. Um, <laughs> so we, we are at 40 Yes. We are. Because because it doesn't affect me, like I just listen to music. But all of a sudden, like every song that comes out is a black singer. Yeah. We had some Marvin Gaye, yeah. we had some Stevie Wonder, now we have some, uh, some like Macy Gray, Lionel yeah. uh, Richie. Well, yeah, say, and so, but now, what does it mean to you, because I want to get 40 acres of thing, and you said that was great. What does it mean to you that a black-owned company is supporting a black-owned company? Like, yeah. So to me, it means everything, right? This is what we want to do when we get to the position of being able to support people. We made a beer called Ancestors Wildest Dreams, and we bought 140 banana bread loaves from a local um, black baker and put in this beer with um, Five Shores. It was a 10.5% stout. It had candy walnuts, Tanzanian cocoa nibs. It was a great beer. I might have a bottle for you. It sold pretty well. but. Um, Yeah, you like that? We so we used to get like, <laughs> we used to get excited about the Wells banana bread beer, and then we I remember that Wells was bought by a, yeah another British company. Uh, uh, it was England, some, someplace yeah. in England. Sure. And we were so happy because we 
Yeah, yeah. But it means a lot, right? You know, you think about, you know, when I think about our culture and our community, we haven't had a lot of times where we pull together and support each other. This is like our new time to do that. And so, like, black businesses supporting black businesses and making an environment and a culture for everybody, to me, is what life should be about for us, right? So. And, and I think that's fantastic. Like, you know, when I walk into here, so I go to, I go to a place called Ty's Joint all the time. Okay. Like, the zoo. Yeah, yeah. Like, it, it's a social, and because I grew up, where I grew up, right? Yeah, I, yeah, Black Hills, baby. I fucking know collard greens are. Like, I, yeah. and I walk in, I'm like, hey, you got some peach cobbler? And, like, they look at me, and they're like, damn, that's the first <laughs> You know that the food is, like, yeah, yeah. you know what you're there for. And so, like, I came in here, there was, there was no rib tips, there wasn't catfish, and I thought that, I was like, all right, I gotta figure out what this is. You didn't get the fried catfish? They got great fried catfish. Oh, yeah. That should be here at night, too. Great fried catfish. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I don't get soul food. I mean, right? The giant fucking joke, and I love being white because I hate white people. Um, you know, like they don't understand what seasoning is. They don't understand what seasoning is. Seasoning to white people is pepper or salt. So, so to me, like if you got your beer into a place that has flavors, that means your beer actually has some taste to it. Like in theory, like yeah, yeah. that's how my brain works as as a person I am. That's what I'm saying. Alright. And this beer actually is done well for itself. Sure. Um, I, I <laughs> Don't do that, please. Those guys are awesome. You see me order it all night. Like, I appreciate a that. Beer. Yeah. I, I, I very much appreciate you brewing it. I'm pissy. Oh, actually, this one you will come back out with again. Yeah. I was like, the thing of the. It's weird because the thing about it is, like, I asked you about the banana bread because, hell yeah, I, I want to try that really bad. Sure. And he's like, hey, well, the, the caramel stout. Yeah. The one thing, I, I think bougie, if you kept one line, and that's just going to be my opinion to you, and take it for the fucking word, a few lines, if you kept a mainstay of the five, the seven, yep. and then did bring things, that's fine, but, like, Give me something so I know who the hell you are, yeah. base you off of, yep. go for it, right? Like, and yeah. I think, if I look at it for every brewery I know, right? Like, that's what they do in theory. Sure, like, okay, you can go with McDonald's for the McRib, they come around once in a while, but like, sure. make sure you bring something back on a concert yeah. that's a guarantee to come back, right? Yeah, um, yeah. Sure. Um, was in the when I was not on a constant basis, but it comes back on Yearly, basis. absolutely. Um, you know, they say CBS, KBS, they're friends. Yeah. They, they went away and they came back. Like, you know, so like I think, and because, because if I like a beer, I'm gone. Yeah. And I can't, by the time, honestly, by the time I'm going to find you, right? And let's say, let's say I love this beer. Yeah. By the time I found it, I can't find it in stores at this moment. Like, mm-hmm. I need to be able to, like, pull the constant basis to it. Yeah. Because that's what I want to do as a person. Because, right, I am playing more. Most people don't want to watch Bud Light. Like, <laughs> you know, it's funny because I, I'll be honest about the pricing of things. 
So I walked here and I said, okay, cool, I'll try your beer so that way, hey, you're happy that I ordered your beer. And I was like, okay, this isn't bad. And then you weren't here and then I ordered another one. I was like, and you still were here and I was like, I ordered another one. Was I that late? I thought you said six. <laughs> I was gonna say, sh- I was gonna say, wow, shit. <laughs> I got here right on time. I thought. So and then like I'm sitting there, paying five bucks for paying three dollars for a Bud Light. And I was like, I'm about to see Bud Light. And I was like, you know what? Like I'm just like you did. You got halfway through it. And you're like, you know, what? I can do this. Like this is a this is a good beer. Like and, and I'm very happy to drink it. I'm very yeah. happy to support that aspect. So like, congrats to you guys. Um, before we we check off here. Yeah. I have to ask you, are you willing to come back out again? On the show? Yeah. Oh, hell yeah. Right, good. This so shit was nice. <laughs> oh, I didn't, even know, I didn't even know you had to ask that. I've been, this has been a great... It's been a long time now. Yeah, it sucks, doesn't it? It, it kind of does. Yeah. How many times have you seen me drink more than one IPA? <laughs> <laughs> Never, bro. Like, and I was like, I was, I was like, oh, like, really? That's like, funny. So, well, I appreciate I you, bro. Yeah, but before you... So the idea is, like, and, and you, you've changed his idea of maybe he'll try something. Granted, it'll all be mine. He'll just yeah. be like, no, no, no. Yeah. yeah, I will he'll try what you're drinking, and then I'll go, yeah, that's great. That's great. I will tell you, I know we're doing a porch episode in a few weeks. Yeah. If if I can find this at Horrocks, I might pick up some of these. You're going to sit on the porch? You got a brand new porch. Yeah, I got a brand new porch. Shit. And we're going to have an episode on the porch. Actually, I just got a new chair just for the porch. I got a chair for you, but you can bring the chair. It's your porch. It's the 29th. We're going to be sitting on the porch. And talking about more bullshit. I love it. No, like, I appreciate you coming out. So, you've already committed to another episode. Yep. What's it going to take for your partner to get here? So he was trying to come today. He couldn't make it. I think he would love you, fellas. And so he'll be here. I'll get him here next time. But he's the quiet one. I mean, so I call him Scott Burrell. I'm Michael Jordan. If that tells you anything. That tells me a lot. It might not tell me fucking thing. It tells me everything. So, I mean, the Bulls fan in me. Yeah, Jesus. Um, so last week, right, we were doing an episode, and David's like, oh, what's it like for Nick to not say 90% of the episode? Oh my god, you were quiet for so oh, long, and you were just going nuts. Because my, my brain just constantly thinks, because like, I have so many, what I think is a great question. Yeah. Everybody else is wanting to know this, too. So. What, one of our, one of our uh, longest running feedbacks on the show, does Nick ever shut, shut up? up? <laughs> no, in fact, no, never. Because, because I want this. Yeah. I, I and for like the first hour last week, you said like five words. Yeah. I want as much info as possible, as big as possible. Fucking right? love it, man. Like, go, go, That's go, why go, we go. get along. So, um, let's see, anything else, David? I'm so happy with this episode. I had such a good time. Good. I did too. I appreciate I really the opportunity. The, uh, just another day, IPL. He did it. So the hard L. He killed it. He went two for no and two for yes. Yeah. <laughs> All you have to do is get it in my brain once or twice and it just sticks. Yep. So, hey, everybody, thanks so much for listening. Uh, if you wouldn't mind, like, subscribe, share, tell your friends, tell your family. We really appreciate you having us. Um, just say tonight we brought a bunch of stuff and uh, you can see all of our fans came in uh, to pick it all up. 
aka come fucking follow us and start doing on-site things. We should get out a little bit more. We, we probably should get out a little bit more. Terry, give us another plug for anything you Anything you can find you. Oh, man, I appreciate you all for this opportunity. If you go to uh, Black Calder um, Brewing at Instagram, you can follow us there. We also have BlackCalderBrewing.com where you can order merch and see some of our beers. So um, keep being dope out there, and we'll be around. Check us out. We'll be back next week, I believe, live on Twitch. And uh, I don't know what the fuck we're talking about, but we'll figure something out. (laughs) So thanks for joining us, and we'll talk to you guys soon. and brews, you might hear something you can use. Like tips on your cash or tips on the suds. You're gonna want to use the smarts of these stuff. Cause they know the brews. And they know the box. And they know they can't help the stubborn fucks. So listen up, cause shit's not funny. And save yourself some beer, beer money. money. Bucks. And, and brews. Bucks and brews. Bucks. And, and brews. brews. Bucks and brews.